0: Hello, and good morning, uh, and welcome to another uh, podcast uh, with Let's Talk Cloud Networking Unscripted with myself, Noman Mustafa, and John Gonzalez. Today, another exciting episode, um, and we are very fortunate to have uh, one of uh, a key architects in the cloud that we have been working with, uh, Razwan Matai. Um, he has been uh, one of our uh, very early adopters of Aviatrix platform. Uh, true knowledgeable in the cloud space Um, and we would like to uh, maybe share his journey and his learning of the cloud to our audience Uh, and you know in in this world where you know we are learning pretty much every day it's important to stay close to peers who are actually doing it and they are learning it also from uh, supporting their business and you know it's always good to have uh, these insights uh, shared with the fellow peers who are helping their businesses going uh, to the cloud. So, one uh, a warm welcome here uh, to our tea podcast uh, Good to uh, see you again. I know that you have a new look now in this COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it suits you. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, nice
1: to meet you guys as
0: well. Uh, well so, so Ruzwan, um, what I wanted to maybe start with right, is to share... Something about yourself in terms of how you actually uh, started picking up cloud and what has been your cloud journey at a personal level. And then also, how did you end up with Easy Mile? And a little bit um, uh, introduction about what does Easy Mile do? I know that they have been in autonomous vehicle business for a while. It's one of the more prominent businesses in this area in the Europe space. So maybe something about yourself and then something about Easy Mile.
1: Yes. um... My, uh, my journey into the cloud started about 10 years ago. Uh, at the, I, I could say it was the, the, the time when this, uh, this technology started to emerge. And uh, all the way until now, I've been witnessing various transformations that the companies had. I worked in the last 10 years in quite a few places and I was able to, 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 to witness this transformation And uh, uh, all throughout this uh, journey, like you called it, uh, I saw how businesses and people, uh, developers, architects uh, adapt to the transform landscape that cloud brings into each company. Uh, My, my journey at Mile started three years ago. After, uh, uh, let's say, uh, I worked in many other companies in, in Europe, in Finland, uh, then in France. Uh, but what I noticed now, when I look back at, at this part, is that in the last five years, uh, my 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 work was uh, quite focused and quite uh, driven. In, uh, in the sense that I was working in a connective objects company. I think it's it, it, with the advent of cloud and the data as a new, let's say, as the oil of the 21st century, uh, basically my career was sh- shaped in such a way that uh, I tended to, to to stick with places that uh, where you can learn, where you can see this, uh, transformation taking place, and I think EasyMile is somehow a natural uh, uh, place for me to be. After these years, uh, we we basically EasyMile is a company that uh, develops uh, driverless uh, vehicle solutions, transport solution. It's not manufacturing uh, cars for individual like for people, but uh, rather uh, buses, trams, shuttles more like industrial level type of transportation, but uh, the common denominator is the same. They are driverless. They are uh, uh, without a driver. And uh, I think in some sense, while while we are talking about the company that is not a pure uh, cloud technology company, somehow uh, the technology of autonomous vehicles so taken together with the cloud technology and then with the data uh it's a natural mix at the end of the day that uh that uh it's quite interesting to be in and see it develop.
2: it's certainly an interesting space it's the most i think you know autonomous vehicles is going to be the most evolving space you know, certainly in the next 10 years, you know, all governments have got their um, green green energy um, targets they are aspiring to meet and, you know, certainly here in the UK by 2030, no petrol or diesel cars or vehicles on the road, it'll be prohibited. So, you know, hurry up and get the um, great you know electric vehicles sorted out and the great battery for sure. I'm waiting to buy one, as I said earlier. Um, Arisa, look can I ask you so the coming from a i I came from an on-prem world where I got completely um, started to get completely bored with the traditional networking um, and the traditional vendors um, that you know own that space for many 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 years and decades um, and one of the reasons I came to Aviatrix, like you wanted to learn new things wanted to evolve my skills and knowledge within the cloud, et cetera. Um, and what I found was, you know, for me at least, networking was getting boring. Networking and to a certain degree, security was getting boring on-prem. Coming to the cloud, it's got more exciting again. Um, do you see that same, um, same sort of enthusiasm about cloud networking and security? And if you do, does Aviatrix help to bring that enthusiasm by the platform that it's developed over the last sort of seven, eight years. And folks now, you know, network engineers, new style network engineers, not your traditional CCIEs, et cetera. The SDN, the millennia, millennials that have you know, don't want to know iOS or EOS or, you know, Nexus platforms anymore. They just want to do SDN in the cloud. Do you see that same sort of trend happening? Um, you know, in the, in the last decade since you've been in the cloud space?
1: Definitely. Uh, actually, it's a very good question. Uh, and this might come as a surprise, actually, at core. Uh, I'm, I'm not a, net, a pure network engineer. My, my uh, journey within the realm of networking began more than five years ago in a Finnish company, a cybersecurity company called Secure. And uh, I uh, remember even now that uh, even at that time, uh, they were a classic on-prem uh, type of company. Uh, we had a dedicated uh, group of uh, very hardcore network engineers. And I remember even now that at times, the subject of network were uh, was uh, for the rest uh, of the company or even the team sort of like uh, uh, magic uh, or black magic domain mm. where it's better not to get involved, or else there'll be dragons, you know. <laughs> so uh, from that time until now, we reached to the point that, for example, nowadays within Easy Mile, my uh, my colleagues, which are all of us are part of operations team, which are is not a dedicated networking team. We cover a lot of areas uh from from infrastructure to automation networking uh even machine learning uh so we have a lot of uh, uh of terrain to cover but I, I i can i can tell you that uh, for better or worse the the experience with the idea somehow uh convinced them actually to to get involved to learn and it's it's somehow a surprise, but it became fascinating for them. Otherwise, networking is not a subject that people want to get involved with usually, mm-hmm. especially in uh, startups. Or uh, they they find many other more fascinating areas to deal with. But in, in this case, in particular, since uh, we started our journey with Aviatrix, uh, let's say that the product is enough uh, interesting that they themselves became interested in networking, which yeah. before ha- before it was unheard of in a sense of. Right,
2: right, and, and, and almost, you know, your, your traditional network has, you know, or the traditional networking skill has relevance. I'm not saying it has no relevance, but it has less relevance in the cloud because it's a different type of networking. You need some basic knowledge on networking, yeah, it helps you don't have to, certainly don't have to be a CCNP, certainly don't have to be a CCIE to come to the cloud. You can learn, relearn the technologies, the capabilities, et cetera, you know, quicker and easier in in my view. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's important to
0: understand from from a networking security perspective, whether you are a very experienced individual in on-prem world, or you are sort of uh, being tasked to handle networking security, uh, you need to understand what do you need, what your application needs. So they need security, visibility, compliance, governance. Yeah. You need to build things for your mission critical applications, right? We, we, and you cannot afford to have an outages. You cannot afford to have security breaches. And sometimes when people go to the cloud, they assume that cloud takes care of everything. In fact, this is basically enterprise responsibility. You need to have architects who really understand what can I get out from CSPA versus CSPB and how can I build my own network that can handle and take care of my applications in a way which is secure, high performance, scalable, resilient. Right. So that's the sort of a things that I think a lot of people are realizing now. And I think AV tricks just as Razvan said that it makes it easy. And when you make it easy for people, they come and they start to work with it right and enjoy working with it i think it is good so coming back to autonomous vehicle Rajwan, i have a question that you know this is this this technology area right is very sensitive in the sense that you are making uh, real time decisions based on certain data feeds right and it's basically in many cases a matter of life and death right so the data and how you compute the data is very very important and let's say if you are hosting certain applications in the cloud the the latency the sensitivity the uh, you know you can, should not have any glitches in that processing is very important so how does how what has been your experience and how does the cloud benefit uh, the business like easy mile in that do you do you see that cloud and the connectivity to the cloud is is enough and and and, and important uh, in in this regard to provide to be able to provide that uh, you know, critical performance out of it that you can make certain decisions with with full confidence. And what are the things that you have seen that, from a Vitrix perspective, uh, how you have been able to accommodate some of these things uh, um, in a day-to-day sort of uh, operations that you have at at uh, Easy mile
1: Well, uh, in essence, the, the 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 vehicles, the driverless vehicles, are in essence connected objects and uh on top of that having a reliable uh network connection
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a low latency connection connection is essential to how they offer uh basically all the all the software that uh, deals with piloting the vehicles all throughout the world is is located into the cloud so uh, it, it's clear that while the vehicles themselves are quite complex as a piece of hardware. They have redundant uh, security capabilities, safety measures on board. At the end of the day, they they run smoothly when everything works uh, reliably end to end. That is from the terrain where the vehicle is deployed to the cloud. Uh, and to be honest. Uh, at the beginning, when 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 we started this journey, we sort of didn't immediately see the the the, the importance of this uh, network connectivity. In a sense, it's like having, uh, I suspect that for the for a for a domain like ours, it's like having water pipes for a house. You know, you know they are there. Everybody counts on them somehow to be always uh, reliable and delivering the service, but uh, uh, as soon as you have a problem, it's really a big problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> uh, when we when we studied the the the, the implication of uh, how connectivity affects our business, it was immediately clear that, for example, from the point of view of uh, deployment of these vehicles, uh, security or safety is of utmost um, utmost importance to have something that is uh, Low latency, reliable, uh, consistent, and uh, where it can have visibility. <clears throat> uh, the vehicle itself uh, is autonomous in the sense of how it uh, how it uh, works on on the road, how it affects obstacles. Uh, so it has a certain degree of uh, uh, a certain capability of reacting by itself, but but the uh, the network link is uh, at the end of the day essential for piloting it consistently throughout the day or throughout the deployment. And uh, what happened is that uh, it was it was immediately clear that given the number of places mm-hmm. and uh, places, as in geographical places like where where these vehicles are deployed. It was now impossible to, to have local uh, on-prem sort of control centers for the for the vehicles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, not to mention the fact that uh, because of various safety regulations and which are quite ty- quite tight from country to t- to country, you, you need to have a, re- a remote capability of surveying the vehicle, of uh, responding to like uh, an emergency even by video or by audio. So. This sense uh, having points of presence as close as possible to the to the location where vehicle is deployed was essential. Mm. Uh, if you add to that the fact that uh, uh, all of this has to be compliant uh, from the point of view of security, right? You cannot have a, a mix up of various uh, network. Uh, Deployments that are all different, that they are all particular mm-hmm. uh, because of the audit requirements, because of uh, how you how you over, how you survey your security, your network flows. It makes ta- it makes the task quite difficult to do uh, in the long run. So uh, when when we actually implemented the the tran- our uh, global transit mesh, that's how it's called, using Aviatrix. At the beginning, we we didn't immediately realize the implications. I mean, we solved the problems that we had right then. It was great, but we didn't realize the potential that it opens, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because uh, we 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 never looked at the problem from 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 the angle where you could have a unified, coherent, consistent, global.
2: Mm-hmm
1: transit network private also for for all of these technologies so yes it, it was quite uh, it was it had quite an impact and uh, the best the best uh, how to say story in a sense is that uh, i think we have a bit of resistance at the beginning in doing mm-hmm. this because uh, you know like uh, uh, for for our uh, for our company is very focused on the vehicle itself as a piece of technology and uh, cloud is uh, is uh, very much important but it's also a bit of a black magic in a sense and, mm-hmm. and I remember that we have to insist that uh, uh, if we we adopt this strategy of looking at the at the network uh, it might open quite a few business opportunities in the future which are not possible if you don't if you if you don't have it so uh, in this sense coming back to how important it is I think it's uh, it is core uh, to to any company that does uh, connected objects and more even more so to a company that does autonomous vehicles to have uh, this kind of uh, technology so I'm not saying just uh, that that uh, how to say um, you Eviatrix might be the only product which you are able to use, not to be suspected mm-hmm. of much bias because we are using it, but definitely uh, it, it uh, helps tremendously in the sense that uh, at the end of the day, our, our core business is not reinventing the wheel or recreating something that takes a lot of effort. To, to to do properly. So when, yeah. when we introduced the, the ADFX product, it was uh, also a moment of, uh, uh, how to say, uh, sort of like, uh, we felt a bit uh, um, more relaxed because uh, before that we anticipated that there would be a lot of work to be done to achieve what we wanted. And the more we, the more we, we studied the implications, the more, uh, how to say, overwhelmed we were in the sense of the amount of work that we had to do to achieve what we wanted. And once we implemented the aviatrics, we, we realized that, okay, we, we had a sort of a significant burden taken, taken off. Uh,
2: and that's a great point, Resvind. And, and we see a number of um, customers, they start off, you know, single cloud, DIY, you know, using cloud native constructs. But, um, you know, until they come across Aviatrix, um, you know, there's a struggle, there's lack of capability, um, there's lack of day two management and visibility, et cetera. Then then when they want all of this stuff, which Aviatrix provides, then all of a sudden they're enlightened. Christ, why didn't I see you guys earlier? You know, you you would have saved me hundreds (laughs) of man hours on resources. (laughs) Automated out the box, secure out the box, et cetera. Anyway, but but Reson, you know, you started your cloud journey, or EasyMail started their cloud journey with one cloud. What's the view on you know cloud optionality? Do you see yourselves going into another cloud, and you know, and maybe another cloud as well? Because you know, having your vehicles as close as possible to um, to the cloud right your points of presence as you said earlier then it might force you in a way to have another cloud vendor um, so that you can have that continuous um, driverless experience irrespective of whether you're in you're hosted in one cloud or multiple clouds do you see that or
1: well that de- definitely uh, we came across situations where uh, uh of course, every everybody knows Amazon as a cloud provider. It's uh, de facto, you know, say standard. But uh, truth is that uh, as big as as uh, ubiquitous as Amazon is, is not literally everywhere, and probably will never be, right. because it doesn't make any sense for them. But uh, in the same uh, scene from the same angle, you. In our case, you could have a customer literally ev- anywhere on the globe. Mm-hmm. So, so that brings the challenge that uh, if you if you want to, for, for a service that is latency sensitive and uh, for which the edge the edge network is important, that you have to be as close as possible. And I have other stories about uh, uh, how important it is to, to actually be able to deploy as close as, to the vehicle as uh, as it, it can be so multi-cloud is not is not so sort of a question of if should we do it but we we have to uh, mm-hmm. we have scenarios where it's definitely not possible to to use amazon and um, uh, another another argument is for example various countries have various type of regulations concerning uh, how data uh, transits or where it's preserved and stuff like that. So there are many aspects we, we, which eventually lead to the conclusion that you have to 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 have a multi-cloud uh, mm-hmm. approach to this. And last but not least, not all clouds are created equal. Mm-hmm. So they differ in terms of capability. They differ in terms of even semantics or how they how they work. And this is a this is a challenge that many many uh, many engineers do not, uh, let's say, they do not see it up until the point that they really have to to, to do this uh, sort of architecture that is multi-cloud. And then it, it's, it is really difficult to be consistent across right. clouds and coherent. Uh, you need to develop uh, automation tools that are specific to that cloud. Sure, there are frameworks, there are tools that are more or less uh, try to hide, to abstract away these differences, but at the end of the day, at the networking level, yep. you want that your uh, your uh, your infrastructure is uh, coherent, consistent, right. and it looks the same. So yeah. I, I would say that uh, it's pretty difficult to do uh, in a in a non um, in a way where you you have different solutions for different clouds. Even if you manage to right. connect them, at the end of the day there will be a bit of a frankenstein let's say in terms right, of
2: right uh... right yeah and you was one of the smart ones that went to Aviatrix early on so you're <laughs> ready for that multiple um, thank goodness it's going to be yeah.
0: yeah and that's actually that's what my next question from one was that how i mean because normally what happens is people when they start to host things in the cloud obviously i think easy mile have a lot of proprietary stuff that they have built And in a way you want to abstract that from each cloud provider. So you have option to not lock in into one particular CSP at any given time, as you said, you were saying earlier that it's all about managing the risk, right? If you want to take that proprietary, you can always take it to other clouds because you have things that you have built in abstracted manner. But normally when people go to the cloud, they start looking at what's available the truck by the CSP. And they start doing things in a DIY manner, you know, stitching things around and they say, go and build. And you start building and you realize that, hey, this is not going to be operationally efficient. It's not going to be scalable. And you will end up with many different multiple uh, architectures that you keep redoing every time you have to add something new. So how did you stumble across Evatrix and uh, what were the key initial use cases and how it has transformed over the years, uh, providing you a lot more value from your initial investment uh, in Evatrix?
1: Well, going to IV ethics was not a direct uh, path. Yeah. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, we, we needed to fail first. Fortunately, we didn't fail in an epic manner. So uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. actually what happened is that, uh, of course, uh, uh, we tried to, uh, f- what we did first is that trying to assemble what we needed from uh, what the cloud provider offered which which works to a certain degree. And I guess that gives you a sense of full security that, hey, look, I managed to do this, uh, this is great. I don't need anything else, this is working perfectly. Unfortunately, uh, the experience shows that as soon as you start to pile up the rest of the requirements, and how do I solve this, uh, uh, for example, how do I uh, implement, uh, uh, inter-region transit, how do I connect with the, the edge uh, devices? Uh, how do I uh, connect my offices? Uh, it starts to become quite, uh, um, let's say, the, when you list all the requirements at the end that I want to do this, 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 and this, it becomes exponentially harder. And mm-hmm. suddenly, the bricks that probably some cloud provider offer in terms of networking become, uh, let's say, less than sufficient to do. So we tried first to use uh, the built-in bricks of Amazon. Uh, they worked for a while. For a while, it was good, like they say. And then we, uh, as soon as we uh, had the new requirements, uh, we tried to locate you want to uh, sort of classic, Let, let's try to find uh, a software router or something, or uh, let's try to combine it ourselves, like Lego bricks, I'm going to find the Linux based router distribution that does this and that. And then you can find some of those and then you, you, you have it working. But then when you have 10 of those, then you have suddenly Oh, wait, we have to configure all of like really difficult, and there is no API, and we have to develop this, and we have no interface, and uh, uh, the speed is not uh, optimized in a sense that uh, it is really important for any network equipment, especially gateways, that they are uh, uh, mm. their network traffic is really fast, depending on how many cores. There are so many details, actually, the devil is in the details. all not appears very it makes sense when you look at it from above but as soon as you dive in it's like there are lots of monsters around mm-hmm. so and after we fail like that okay we said uh yeah everybody heard of a big c name in the industry they must have a solution and uh, mm-hmm. we studied that one and at the end of the day actually it was not a day it was a month actually more or less we realized wait a second this is just the, the hardware equipment that is repacked as, a, as an image. So this won't, won't cut it because there is no uh, it, 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 there was an impedance mismatch. So every time you you, you you find a network, let's say a classic network provider that tries to get to, 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 to become cloud native or cloud compatible, there is this impedance mismatch. the history shows in their approach they have well they had they carry luggage in how they approach the Mm -hmm. problem and uh and then after one or two of these types of trials we actually uh said no wait a second uh there is one more left because believe it or not there are not that many players Mm. uh, to choose from Mm -hmm. uh at least at that point three years ago we had maximum three choices and uh we we got to the aviatrix actually after we failed three times uh, once with uh, built-in bricks and two other failures with some repackaged uh hardware for like very known hardware mm-hmm. vendor and uh, then we have because we failed before the moment we try to, to to do the same with aviatrix we have this aha so. This is actually how it should be. So I remember that uh, uh, when I tried to to implement our transit, it took me maybe ten days only to 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 get to the point uh, where I wanted to go, uh, which I previously failed doing it for three months.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: and uh, apropos your uh, co- uh, your previous commentary, John, about uh, classic networks. Uh, Let's say uh, engineers. It, it actually has uh, the fundamentals of networking are are needed. It, they can help you get there faster. Uh, yes. Believe it or not, even if you come from a classical, like say, home frame type of networking, uh, it helps a lot to 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 have to have this experience. It's not something to 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 easily discard if you ask me uh, because the moment i i tried to do this i i realized the the i realized the value of the proposition that aviasis does like in approaching the problem in that manner so it went very fast so we failed for a couple of months and then we succeeded in 10 days but i think we had to fail first unfortunately that's,
2: yeah i i think that's the um that's what we see most of the time, Newman, right? People are, yeah. you know, they, they, they get bought into the cloud native. They get bought into, oh, I know what I'm doing here. I've done it so many times on prem. Oh, I can do it myself, yeah. DIY, yeah. And stitching it together. And then some of it works, some of it doesn't work. Difficult to manage. Troubleshooting then when there's a production problem, instead of taking minutes, start taking hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, God forbid it comes <clears> into days, you know, in the cloud. Uh, yeah. If it does, then someone should be fired.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, that's just this, this a very natural uh, transition that we see yeah. from two years from from who, who started the journey early. They learned uh, in the cloud. They started with DIY, but smart people which have no ego, they're able to pivot, no problem. They understand that uh, you, you you fail fast and you look always look for better solutions. And I think, Razvan, um, your journey is is very... Similar to a lot of our other customers, but you also find some smart people who have ego that just kept going down the down the route. And in many cases, you know, the business hurts. I've seen those customers as well, where you know they just very hard for them to accept that there's a better way because they feel it's a it's a basically a objection on their credibility to <laughs> take the right the wrong uh, the wrong decision at the time. Yeah. So I think smart people. And, and you don't need to have an ego. Leave that ego at home because cloud is very new. Everybody's learning, right? So how can you mature fast? How you can learn fast and go for a better option is the way to go. And it's uh, fascinating to see, you know, you look for three different vendors. Normally, this that's how it, it works, right? People who wants to have a networking solution, they first go to a traditional networking vendor. And then what they find is that cloud washing, which is basically you, you wrap around a cloud title to the name and say, okay, this is your cloud router. And then you start working with it and you figure out, hey, this is not cloud. And this is exactly what the thing, Raswan one mentioned. But
1: that is the assumption, because it works like it's actually human in a sense, because uh, people, uh, you have to, to also understand that, for example, startups or uh, like a company like ours, uh, today actually we celebrated seven years, so we are not that much of a startup, but uh, companies that uh, uh, are just emerging now, they... they they do not have the capabilities of a, like the big established companies of having like a team of uh, dedicated network engineers, five or six that take care of all these things. But they do have the need. Uh, so, and what happens is that how it goes is that you say, okay, networking. Okay, who knows networking? Okay, and then you say the big name. You say, okay, I'm going to go there because it makes sense. But the, the thing is that the the, the uh, it's not necessarily uh, they are not necessarily based on ego, but there is a certain uh, feeling of being conservative. Like the, those guys must know how it's done. No, it's not possible. Right. But I think uh, Asiatrix in this area is sort of like a bit of a disruptor in a sense that uh, it's the same as it was, for example, with. Uh, mobile phones uh, more than 10 years ago when the first iPhone emerged. And, uh, well, I was working in Nokia at that time, and I remember that the the, 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 the mm-hmm. discourse was like, ah, these guys, we're we making phones for 30 years, they don't know the fruit company, nobody knows, you know, like, <laughs> they don't know phones and so on. And then it, it repeats, it repeats it nowadays, for example, with the electric vehicles, like, uh, for example, Tesla, when it yeah. first emerged, like the same, like big, automakers, Toyota, so your, car, your mm-hmm. truck, you know, you remember how it always yeah. goes like this, it takes a while. And uh, it... uh, the same it is here. So uh, you, you need to have, a, how to say, indeed, to be a bit open-minded about what is possible and to be able to recognize the impedance mismatch when you first see it.
2: Mm. And, 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 and uh, uh, with, with Aviatrix, with our product, with our platform, with our, you know, company goals, this is going to be huge for us. You know, Aviatrix is going to, you know, control this space without a doubt. They're going to be the Cisco's of the 2000s, you know, in this century with the modern way of doing technology, networking and security. Yeah. Hey, let me, uh, generally we ask uh, our audience, you know, to leave us with a, Two or three takeaways um, you know, for customers starting their cloud journey or those already on their cloud journey. Thoughts on, you know, your thoughts on pure cloud native versus benefits of leveraging cloud native plus partners, you know, like Aviatrix or like others that are going to come along in the future. What would your sort of recommendations, your advice be? You know?
1: Well, um uh, my um my take on 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 the cloud and the networking aspect is that uh, basically, in, so we, we don't want people to misunderstand in a sense that that Aviatrix is something that uh, it's uh, how to say works only in the cloud. We we never mentioned that, but uh, there are companies that for for better or worse they have uh needs that are related to the on-prem part mm-hmm. and they they cannot just brush aside those those things and uh, i want to make it clear that uh, it, uh, it is not something that works only if you are true pure cloud of course it's a cloud technology so if you have a cloud presence and an on-prem present it works absolutely great so, so there is no impedance mismatch in that sense. It will not force you to to do something that you don't want, or like right. you don't have to to like ditch all of your on-prem part and uh, suddenly forklift everything you have in the cloud. Or, on the contrary, I think um, many companies uh, lately discover that, for example, I'm I'm talking from the point of view of cost that uh is not it's not making a lot of sense to be to keep everything on prem or everything in the cloud so many companies are are looking at hybrids like Mm -hmm. having parts that make sense or that they have to be on prem and then having workloads in the cloud uh different clouds Uh, aviatrix enables all of that so there is no there is no mismatch or no uh, uh, conclusion that okay if I'm using AWS then I have to move all of this in the cloud and uh, nothing will work and I cannot do that. No, it's not the case. It, it covers all all bases from from this point of view. And uh, my main, uh, how to say, my main the main the lesson from my experience in using it is that uh, it is absolutely essential to to use the right the right tool for the job. Uh, it, 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 it sounds simple recommendation because uh, because you have to recognize when you don't have the right tool for the job, and that right. might be hard because of bias, because of history, because of legacy where you work, what your company uses. But uh, that that's my main take that that when you use the right tool for the job, the return on the on the investment is is max, max maximum. It's uh,
2: it's my- uh... No, that's great, great sort of advice. Use the right tools for the job. I like that. No, right, I like
0: that. Not... This is something that, I have just one thing I want to add, uh, John, just to echo what was said, right? Initially, if you, if you invest in the right technology, the return that you get down the road is even higher than the, when you initially deployed it. Because what it does is basically your expansion becomes easier and you can basically meet the speed of opportunity, right? So if the opportunity comes and you want to expand things, you want to train your teams, you want to do day two operations, if you have invested in the right technology, the returns are going to continue to exponentially grow, um, even a lot more than what you initially started to see. So it's a very good, right. good point.
2: And, and that's, a, have an, you know, that's an intelligent strategy, right? And not something for, for today or just for tomorrow, you know? You've got to look longer term beyond what you can see. Um, but fantastic, rose Rand. you know? Absolutely yeah, great. Time now. You yeah. want to keep
0: it short. Thank you, Rezman, uh, <laughs> so much for uh, coming here and sharing your thoughts with our audience. Always good to find uh, people who have uh, been there, done that in the cloud. Uh, you know, community needs that information and they want to talk and listen to the people who have this experience. So very much appreciate you coming here and spend uh, uh, some time with with us. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for
1: taking
2: the time to, ah, it's, to been, it's been enlightening it's been enlightening educational for me
1: thank you thank
2: you